Welcome to the AI Sales Revolution podcast, where we dive into how artificial intelligence is revolutionizing the sales landscape. I'm your host, Matthew Lakeev, and each week we'll be joined by experts and leaders in the field of AI and sales. Together, we'll explore the ways that AI is transforming the sales industry and how teams that leverage AI will be much further ahead of the competition. Our goal is to educate and empower you to start using these tools right away so that at each episode you can go away and put these tools into action in your day-to-day. Join me each week as we discover the latest trends, strategies, and technologies that are driving the future of sales. On our first episode, we have Steve Schmidt from Reggie.ai. Reggie is completely revolutionizing the sales and AI space. I've gotten to use the tool over the past month or so, and it's completely blown my mind. Would have saved me hours and hours when I was at Zoom building sequences, and that's only one of the things that it can do. Steve is an expert in the field and has been all over AI and sales for such a long time. And I've known him the past couple of months and I've really enjoyed all our conversations. I had to have him on this first episode. I know that anyone listening is going to be able to take so much out of this episode as we dive right into AI and sales and how sales teams can leverage Reggie.ai to get themselves way ahead of the competition. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for coming on the, the AI, AI sales revolution podcast. Super pumped to have you on like our, our chats as of late, you know, have been awesome and the amount of insight I've gotten out of you, but thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, we talked about it. And I've been excited about it because I, you talked about launching this show and here you are, man. And, mm. and you're a man of your word. That's why I like it. You're <laughs> a man of action, uh, you know, for Matt, as many people as you meet in the space who are all talk, you are a little bit of talk and a lot of action. So I've just been impressed since the moment I met you, man. Yeah, thanks so much, Steve. Thanks for the kind words. I'm, yeah, I'm super pumped to, to talk today as well, and especially have you on episode one, just because the stuff you guys are doing at Reggie is like crazy. It's so innovative. And the more I've delved into the product and looked into it, it's insane. It's nuts. We, um, you're certainly familiar with like the personal personality AI yeah. component, pardon me, but it is, it is when people's like they say, lean in, right? People lean in, but then they just lean back and they just mm. go, well, how did you find this out about me? And I'm like, what have we been doing for the last 10 years? We've been yeah, feeding yeah. the first phase of the 10 years. So I appreciate it. I just wrapped up my first month, four weeks. And, you know, I always say, if you can get revenue on the board to cover your wages and your fixed costs, then that's mm. like the best way you can ramp. And so mission one accomplished, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I was, yeah, when I had that conversation with Matt Millen, your CEO, it was extremely interesting as well, diving deep into the product as well. It's been awesome. Cool. Thanks yeah. so much. Look, if you wanted to just give a bit of an introduction to yourself as well, sure. just in the sales and AI space and kind of like give us a bit of your experience as well, just so you we can set lay the, lay the land for people. Yeah. They call me Grandpa Steve. Um, <laughs> I'm like a dinosaur. No, I just, um, you know, I've, I've, I don't feel old. I'm 45, but I feel like right now, like I've just been re-energized by, mm. by what the hope, it's like the hope of what AI can do, because a lot of us have been sitting here for 10 years going, yes, I like sales. Yes, I'm good at sales, mm. but God damn it, it's hard to prospect, you know, and, yeah. and I love the cold call, but the things that AI can do and what we're doing at Reggie. And so during the day, I am the head of commercial revenue at Reggie. And so what mm. that is, is I work with agencies on the sales and marketing side who are interested in looking at how chat GPT-3 and just open AI is changing things dramatically. And Reggie actually was the first subscriber to chat GPT-3. Seriously, that's insane. Yeah, Yeah. and and, and we were just, you know, Matt was just him and one other guy. And, and, you know, it wasn't that great then. Like you were pulling fairly Mm. minimal information and how that's evolved in three years. Um, You know, I built my agency around Reggie and uh, it's interesting too, because not, not everybody's keen to AI. You know, Matt, you start to see people who go, well, you know, I'm a doomsdayer and this is the end of mm. the world. And you're like, to me, it's the beginning of the world. Mm. You know? It's definitely going to change things like crazy. And I think everyone we consider and talk about the ethics, but you can't deny that if you're a company that's not embracing it into your daily operations, like you, you 
probably will get left behind just because you know the innovation and things you know the use cases that have been coming out on linkedin you know we've been doing a bit of testing internally with us it's just been insane um, i can't yeah. believe it yeah it's been crazy i think you make every one person um like equivalent to not just two that three to five and, and not just replacing the jobs of Matt, think about the muscle power. Like when you're going out now, um, it'd be different if AI just said, oh, here, Matt, here's what you should send to everybody. But what the capabilities present, at least in sales and, and particular mm. messaging is, what if I could tell you, and this is where I get excited about the future of Reggie AI is I look forward to it and I'm not the engineer, you know, I'm not the CEO or the engineer, but I would love it if we get to a place where I can figure out exactly what channel Matt prefers to be communicated on. Mm. Um, you know, the language, the tonality, all of that, and actually down to exactly today, is this problem or pain something he's even experiencing? Because if he's not, I don't need to call him. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like you're hitting, it's like an easy route to get to the bottom of the funnel straight away, you know, and just yeah, 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 because right? you would still lose the deal to a competitor or to mm. their existing process. But um, sales is expensive, right? And I think what we've seen is in the SDR um you know, predictable revenue did a really good job. Call it, it seems old now, two decades ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and most things that are two decades uh, don't work anymore. And really that mm. was built on an ACV that was at least call it mm. 30 to $40,000. And a lot yeah. of people are selling ACVs that are a fourth of that now. Yeah. And using the same model. Yeah. They're using the same mm. oil. They're expensive. I mean, a fully baked SDR in the United States, a buck 44. Yeah. Well, that's um, not even including the on tops plus the technology you have to do, plus the investment, plus, you know, yeah. You've got quantitative, all the different measures as well, because it stacks on top of that as well. And the yeah, risk so you have to someone said to well. you, Matthew, I can either give you a quarter million dollars worth of AI or two SDRs. Yeah. Which is you pick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Do you mind if it, what we'll do now, if we can just deep dive maybe just into Reggie, I mean, yes, you can just talk through like, what is Reggie? What does it yep. do? And maybe give a couple of examples of like how people can visualize and how, how, you know, how your customers have been using the platform itself. I think people would be yeah. really interested. Yeah. Reggie AI is a AI tool that uh, produces sequences, cadences in literally two to three minutes when it used to take mm -hmm. at a minimum two to three days for a lot of people to go from point A to point B. Yeah. So we use AI to go persona for relevance. And then we allow that Chrome extension to take place where reps can now personalize in a three by three method or a correlator. And very easily I can bring something unique up to Matt and then correlate it or personalize that first line of an email, then get to the hyper relevance and the template part yeah. of that. And reps today, as you know, are like they're, they're either trying to over personalize everything when it doesn't matter or they're hitting send all. Yeah. There's not this happy medium that says, Matt, what Reggie can do and says, we still want you to send 50 emails. Mm. We're just going to make it easier for you to make that personalization happen because now our rates are incrementally going to at least 2x in terms of positive response rate. That's the least amount we've seen. Um, and we've seen some pretty dismal response rates at Reggie. I mean, we've yeah. seen companies come in who are at 0.2% response rate. Wow. That's very low. I must have the best email warm up tool ever. <laughs> <laughs> to not get that domain smash. Well, they need the best form. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they need the, 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 the tool, but yeah, I don't even think they know that. I mean, I, you talk about that, right? And, and, and like literally about 12 months ago this time, mm -hmm. um, email warmup was all the craze where Reggie's now brought in and we allow people to, as we build this out into more of call it a RevOps support tool, yeah. is we're really laser focusing on two things. Number one, the agency space is where mm -hmm. we're, right? Reggie stands for revenue engine. 
And so we were built for people who said, I have to write sequences for 42 different people in 42 different industries. Yeah. They want to change it every week. And it's so easy to do with Reggie. Well, the average enterprise SDR organization has over a thousand cadences and sequences that are stored in their outreach wow. instance. And the rep goes, which one do I use? I remember, I remember going through Zoom, going through the outreach sequences, like when I first discovered outreach and I was, there was so many, but the problem is like, you know, there was thousands of sequences. And then you look at the ones that are the highest performing, but it, it doesn't matter because if it's it's not hitting your ICP and personalizing in the way that resonates with yeah. them. And if it's in a different country, so you've got all these crazy skews. What I have really liked about Reggie when we've dove into it is the fact that you can actually build personas inside yeah. the platform. So you can build a persona and you could build 50 personas and then allow your reps, let's say whatever segment they're going to, let's say they're hitting up financial services and they want to hit, you know, the hardest to break into the, the, you know, the chief security officers or whatever they are, you know, how do you write a message to them that's actually going to resonate with them? You know, and yeah. then I want to go to nonprofits and I want to go to the chief marketing officer. So what do yeah. I write to them? And you can actually build it out in yeah. scale, you know, to a way that the yeah. rep doesn't actually need to take any time, which I found has been insane. Well, and let's be honest. I mean, reps, um, some reps are willing to do that exercise map, but how many reps are willing mm. to go grab the whiteboard and, 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 and sketch out their personas and how many rep managers are willing to do it. And then, yeah. you know, if you're lucky enough to have enablement, well, they might get to that, but they also probably have a product release coming up and they're probably, you know, answering to a C something that messaging still hasn't hit the priority. And, and I, and, and I know for a fact that messaging and call it content can be the thing that grows your business. Now you yeah. have to have a good product in order to sustain and good operations. But if you can catch the attention of people in a communication form that's only become more complex as time goes yeah. on, not simplified. I mean, think about the first mm. man on earth looked at the other person and said, Hi. <laughs> yeah. And now we, we have, you know, 27 different languages we can write in. So if you're going yeah. and doing uh, business and, and commerce across the globe, you can easily write an email to somebody in Germany and they can read it and understand your full intent, respond to you and you can read it. So now what it does is to me, if anything, Matt, at the end of this is what Reggie does is it makes it easier for you to write a sequence that's going to hit. It's easier mm. for reps to write content that's personal, that's relevant. Yeah. With at least most of that happening for them, but they still feel creative in the in the processes because at least 20% of everything they do, they still need to apply their own, call it artistic and creative styles. Yes. And I feel like in today's age, if you want to be creative, you really have one place to do it. Go post on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's well, probably why everybody is, is because yeah. they're, they're so sick of sit and send all going, I'm just going to go to LinkedIn because at least I can have a real conversation there. Yeah. It's, it is a, I, the reason I have liked in LinkedIn as of late, and I've been just going ham on the tool is because it's one the only platform I found that people, you can have a disagreement and like, it's okay. Like I had yeah. a disagreement with a, you know, chief security officer this morning in comments and we just ended up just talking through it. And I was like, look, we both agree to disagree, but it's just nice. Like you don't, you know, you're fighting and that's how you actually progress. Like, you know, yeah. finding out the other side, the other opinion as well. Um, I wanted to dive into, so I'm going to mention some of the things that Reggie can do yeah. um, and then you can kind of go through it. But what I found was crazy was, you know, Reggie can build blog posts based on yep. personas. So if your marketing team builds out your personas or your ICP, they can then import and ingest that. And you can actually build SEO blog posts out of it, which is insane. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do those, or those sequences based on persona as well with call steps. You know, you can even write call scripts. It also yeah. gives you inspiration for all different social posts as well. What are some of the stuff I'm missing? Cause I know there's so much to cover. Well, you're, you're hitting some good ones. I think the one that's intriguing to most people is the idea that pulling through that personality, personality AI and being able to tell some of the do's and don'ts. Yeah. Um, it's not just for an email. It certainly is there to indicate like, do this, don't do that. So, you know, it's telling AI encouraging or discouraging it from that. But mm. also it allows you before a meeting or before a cold call to look at these profiles and Reggie and say, within about 10%, this thing's accurate, right? So if yeah. they're 
if their risk tolerance is high, mm. their relationship and rapport builder, like get get a hold of them. Mm. And so I know, know, I was going to say, I know most people actually haven't seen this type of personal AI. Could you describe what it is and what it does and how it functionally works? Just because when I've had to try to describe it to people in the bus, they've been like, what the hell is this? Then I share my yeah. screen and I show them like you showed me. And I was like, I get what it is now. Would you be able to describe it just so people can understand? Yeah. Sorry. My dog heard personality AI and he started freaking out because he's like, <laughs> hearing about this in my house. Um, <laughs> but he, uh, sorry about the noise. We got a new Newfoundland pup here. He's about four weeks old. So he's going crazy. He um, looks super cute as well. Personality AI is the ability to understand you based off of a set. Could be a big set, right? Mm -hmm. On the internet of traits about you, the way you've talked about yourself, the way you've posted on LinkedIn, your about section, uh, if you w use words like, um, you know, accomplished global leader, right? They're going to right mm. away say, okay, this seems confident. Why mm. would somebody who's not confident write that, right? And so you mm. start to just take the, the way that humans operate. And if we, if we like to, you know, make a big deal of the, our accomplishments, that's going to reflect in the personal, personality AI. If we look at things as being called risk adverse and maybe need to see a firm ROI before being persuaded, mm. How does that correlate? There's going to be some sense of, you know, fiduciary responsibility. There's going to be operations in their backbone yeah. and some assumptions to be, I don't know a lot of COOs, for example, who are risk adverse are, yeah, they're going to get there. They are risk adverse. Pardon me. Their number one thing is to not take risks. Yeah. And so when we're selling to operations, we use all these big words and really what they're saying is I don't want anything to change and everything needs to stay safe. Yeah. Please don't mess up my existing operational process. And we're out there mm. using buzzwords about the <laughs> greatest. And that, that I don't want this, this sounds like a big amount of change. I've found that selling to operations is you're trying yeah. to mark down the change. This is a minor change. It's not going to revolutionize yeah. your organization. Just a minor change. Yeah. Do you have six weeks for onboarding? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think what it's done for me personally is like to go into that, I, I, I wake up with a lot of confidence um, that I know I'm going into my day. Like I knew I had a meeting at two o'clock today that he was going to be overly eager to move ahead. Yeah. The end of it, he asked for a proof of concept. Yeah. You wanted paperwork over the weekend. And yeah. I just was floored because I said he was everything I knew. And I knew nothing about this guy. There yeah. was no YouTube, anything, no video. Yeah. Um, mm. And they talk about with video, like this podcast will bring down the trust barrier between you and somebody else. So say, I listen to Matt, you know, mm. they're looking at your body language, decide if they like the way you talk or not, compared mm. to how their favorite people talk and they're going to make a judgment with you. And if they like that, they're going to then go. And if you approach them about something, their guards down. And if they've never met you, your guards up. Yeah. And that's just how sales is. And we always go cold call suck. Well, think mm. about it, Matt, you were really, really good at cold calling. Mm. Mm. You were confident. Mm. You knew what you were selling was helping people. Plus you were just a badass. So like all mm. those three things together helps. So you probably mm. didn't sound frightened or scared or sorry yeah. for your day when you called them. Well, definitely you, at the start, but it got easier over time. That's for sure. <laughs> you don't yeah, start yeah. like that. But not everybody's that good. I mean, I've, very few people are great at cold calls, let alone good. Mm. We also didn't teach them how to get good. We just kind of said practice until you're not bad anymore. Mm. Um, and there wasn't, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, shit, when I first got into sales, if I want to get good at selling, I would either have to go to a seminar at the local hotel, like for yeah. real, yeah. or read a book. <laughs> you know, I mean, what else yeah. was there? Go, go meet yeah. somebody. But there wasn't this visceral and viral information that made it to me so quickly. And now at the speed of light that we can communicate and learn things about people, that's why I know this is a space that, and I know you feel the same way as like, I don't ever see going backwards from this or changing this. I don't think they're going to say, Oh, remember when chat GPT three came yeah. out and we all use it for like a month. 
Yeah, I don't think it's it's not like the. I think I did a post the other day. I feel like it's not like it's not. It's kind of like the crypto 2017, but you can actually use it. There was so much hype around that, and back then, you know, I jumped in the hype myself. But this, I've actually got results from it, like that can deliver to clients. So on the personality thing itself, what I did, what I found was crazy, is we actually used the personality profiler to actually one of my clients, and I sent them through a description of like, does this sound like you? And they're like, that's exactly me, which was yeah. crazy. And it's it's crazy because what it does is, you know, through the Chrome extension, through the email personalization tool, it actually allows you to see, you know, how to sell to that person, and it provides like a couple of suggestions. You know, yep. like a couple of bullet points saying, you know, this is what you should do with them, this is what you shouldn't do. And which is just really easy because, you know, when you go cold, it's different to referral, right? Going yeah. cold is like you don't have trust. Referral, you have trust. So yep. how do you build that trust? You build that yep. trust by mirroring them, emulating what they do, saying what they want to hear. Also, you know, mm -hmm. having the ICP down pat and having a great offer as well. That It all combines together. But having these mm -hmm. tools, it just gives you that bit of extra edge, you know, just being able to, you know, look at their personality profile and see how they resonate with things yep. before you actually meet with them it, it mm -hmm. for me for me it's getting crazy into the area because it's like where does the where does manipulation and persuasion come in there as well i know manipulation persuasion there's good and bad intent but like where is the line because i feel like a yeah. lot of people who aren't in the sales sphere would look at this and be like yeah this ain't cool but yeah. kind of if you don't if you don't start jumping on it you, you will get left behind well if you think about um let's talk about what the world could do to improve using things like ai and and even Gosh, guys, 10 years ago, we were just being introduced to the Internet of Things, right, where I could pop a SIM card and light up an entire city and run it on a smart grid. And now that doesn't seem that cool anymore. Yeah, um, it's still very much in tech. We've adopted the technology now, though. Yeah. There are cars out there driving without people driving them there. Um, they have over time boiled the frog. Right. We And if you don't know yeah. what that means is they put us in these cars and. If we veer to the left, it will correct you. If you're yeah. coming up in an object and really all we've been doing is. The best thing we are, which is we're crash test dummies and we're a big experiment going, can this mm. thing work in mass? Mm. And I think right now we're in a similar point with ChatGPT3 where they're saying, we already know that this works because you told us the information. Mm. And I think when it comes down to manipulation, I worry about um, you know government, healthcare. Um, for example, if you thought about IT, something that was a contingency on IT security, you just talked to a CISO this morning was, if Matt's getting operated on the table, but now my machines are all being run off a grid because I need technology, but someone can hack that machine. Could someone technically commit cyber mm. terrorism and kill every one of my patients in the hospital? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Wow. If they got inside of that right now, which, which mm. that in came the technology, trained the doctors on it. And guess what IT did? They went, oh, shit. Now yeah. we got to buy all this new cybersecurity to protect the new endpoints because now they want all this stuff in the the imaging room. And it so seems like, it seems like when when Zoom, you know, when Zoom went through the pandemic when I was there, it went from ten to three hundred million people users like pretty much overnight. And like overnight. all these use cases of security came up, and luckily Zoom like literally doubled, see, doubled down. It was like I think it was sixty days only security that's all we're doing and they've pumped out so many security features which is amazing but it seems like it has to be reactive like it's you can't actually proactively you know do it you have to see what the results are i want to talk yeah. as well around so we've talked a lot about ai and using it and but i want to talk mm -hmm. around do you have a couple of stories you know of certain clients or even yourself who have been using reggie and just kind of what the results have been you know you can peak and and the more the more practical you can or operationally you can talk about you know would i think would be good because i think people just want to know okay let's say i start using this tool right now like what's, what what mm -hmm. can actually happen and, and how do i actually build it into my workflow 
Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can give you a success story from the other night where we have an exercise. Um, this will be an internal one that I'll talk about a customer where we are, you know, we count activity. We have all those same KPIs at Reggie. We're not different, right? We expect people to do outbound and inbound and high volumes, yeah. right? But where we go outbound is we're going to soft end the goal where we're going to start with 10 personalized emails a day, but in a way that we go in and do three by three research. And then one of the three things has to be a truly unique thing about you that yeah. it involves some additional research right now. And we were to pull in some sets with the CEO of a, a very large agency who we have gone out to so many times and he's never responded. <laughs> and he didn't respond to this e email either, but I woke up that morning and there was a inbound request from his head of client success and content development yeah. request the demo. And so, that was an indicator that the personalization and research that really indicated something that we would have had to take our time to get to know. Mm. Not everybody's worth a personal email either. Like that guy mm. was to me, like if I went to 20 people on his team, I might pick five people right personalized to, and then just sweep, sweep people into other more call it persona based yeah. right now, a client who's seen a lot of success with Reggie. Um, what they've done is they've taken all of their bulk, um, really good, relevant emails. And now keep in mind, this client really had one email going out to seven different personas. Yeah. So they started with that and said, okay, let's get persona relevant. To your point is now you're building your personas. You're building the way that you talk to your customers and more importantly, how they talk back to you. Yeah. What And what do they say that you didn't think they would say? And that's just aggregating through the data and goes, when we get responses that are positive, what is the language being used to this title and persona? Mm. Is it the first time we've ever built it? Is it the mm. lunch lady? Well, we've never had that persona before. Mm. So we don't have a lot of great stuff to pull in, but once, um, you know, those typical personas, VP of sales, CRO, VP of DevOps, um, plenty of instances where they can now take that and then use that and then tee it up. So you still have a hundred tasks a day, but now that SDR is going out with that three by three and they mm. can use a bulk uploader. So mm. they can go through in the morning and say, I want to come up with a hundred people yeah. and put a personalization on all of them. It'll do all that in 10 minutes. Yeah. Run it through, and all their job is to now is to go one by one and paste that in, which seems kind of archaic. But mm. they're like, listen, I can pump out 100 of these things and still have it be pretty accurate, proofread it before it goes out. Yeah. And they went from a response rate of 0.8 to 4.6. Wow. Dude, that's like 6x. Yeah, and that's, that's insane. Their if email I can get them to six, six X meetings, theoretically, if it could, look, reply rates don't mean meetings, let's say, but right. even if they can double, triple their meetings, what is that for an ROI on a tool? That's insane. Life. That's crazy. Well, I think any CRO, CFO would be happy with the two to three X true ROI, right? I mean, that's usually the benchmark. And that would, at a minimum, that says, hey, Matt, you have twice as many opportunities. Mm. Okay. That's great. Mm. So but I think what it's even, also, what even uh, then as well, using the personalizer. So, you know, you, you can, companies can easily double down and they can look in, you know, they can do re research internally and they say, okay, who are our best yeah. customers? And then what yeah. they can do from there is they could just go, which is exactly what we did at Telesense as we went through and found who are the best customers, who are the people that actually replied. And then we did it through cold calls, but through Reggie you could essentially build these personas and then just really niche down on those. And I'm sure your results would yeah. even improve even more based on that. Well, and then as the language yeah. gets better and better at what you're saying as well and using that AI, because even just to talk about an example of the, the personalization AI as well, what, you, what I've seen, what you can do with Reggie and what I've actually done is you can mm -hmm. actually get in someone's email, it goes across to their LinkedIn and it says which pieces of information from their LinkedIn do you want to tick to use in the personalization? And then mm -hmm. it allows you to write that email so you don't have to do this research. So that just cuts out five minutes of research time. And also from an SDR standpoint, like worrying time, because I think a lot of SDRs 
when or just anyone so they just worry and they they then get paralysis by analysis and then they they don't end up reaching out but this just you know it's a couple of clicks and then you've got a formula for personalization which is insane yeah i'll tell you a really crazy use case so like how we're even thinking about we're sequencing this is going to be fun to listen to because i think that this goes to the creativity point uh, you know matthew mm-hmm. it's not all about just getting quicker it's like I, people want to have more fun too yeah and um fun is different things to different people um and fun to me is is you know productivity making money seeing people get positive responses seeing them smiling on this job yeah. is fun again yeah and this person um they allowed so they they went to open uh, to OpenAI to ChatGPT3 and looked at a LinkedIn post and typed, how would mm. somebody who doesn't agree with this respond to this? And, and yeah. they, they, they went on with this chat and then they copied it and said, okay, what I'm going to do is say, this is how AI would talk to you if it didn't know you at all. Yeah. And, and, and this is, you know, and then it says, but don't look at it too much. Just know that when AI does know you, and what I used in my first step, and then we break down exactly what we did in a quick screenshot, yeah. screenshot, screenshot. And we say, and that's how we did quick personalization to this. And mm-hmm. how you know it's actually me and I'm a real human being. And so yeah. we're actually walking them through in our sequence how we created the sequence. Yeah. And wow. then we talk about the person, the third email is their profile that says do's and don'ts. And it just says, do I have this right? Question mark. Wow. That's and they so go, funny. where did you get this? Yeah, especially if you're especially if you're reaching out like Reggie, if you're reaching out to CROs, like you want to blow them away with the sequence, right? And so oh, you're yeah. kind of the proof is in the pudding, really. Like you're, and if you blow them away, with that is this you? Hell yeah, this is me. <laughs> this is exactly. And then from there, just just getting the meeting as well. But I'm, yeah, from seeing the platform, it's extremely, extremely impressive. I yeah, say. I was pulling. Yeah. what I'm excited about, um, what we haven't talked about yet in this um, mm-hmm. podcast is that the idea of voice. AI. So with voice AI, what voice AI can do is um, it's pretty crazy in terms of like the the ability to look at how you can scale outbound calling with voice AI. And we're all talking about the thing that isn't going to make as big of an impact as voice AI. And now voice AI, this is going to be cool because I mean, I know you know voice AI, but I think what yeah. we haven't seen is voice AI has been tested. Um, Google Voice was the first. We all saw how you can call and book a haircut. It can coordinate your schedule. That's that's a really nice Google yeah. play, right? Because I was going to say, if it, if no one has seen it, it's literally a voice AI that calls up a hairdresser to book a haircut, and it's complete AI. And that happened. I think it came out a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It wasn't even. It wasn't even that recent. So I just want to give context. Reference their calendar, yeah. arrange the meeting, yeah. confirm it. Um, all done with voice AI. And so now that you're going in this next revolution or evolution of it, you can now make really great cold calls with it. So it use your voice, you train it yourself with Matthew's voice, it becomes yeah. your voice. Mm-hmm. And you just go through like, you know, you say the same thing about 200 times, and then you script mm-hmm. what you want to say, and yeah. it uses your voice in those words. So they know what to say, if it's this, say this. And then around the third handoff to fourth, it now cuts to you. So let's talk about if Matt's really good at sales, and you can, you know, set the appointment or close the deal. I don't need five average SDRs, I need yeah. one really good Matt. Yeah. And that on the phone. So I've now just saved a half yeah. million dollars a year and had a much better and less miserable SDR who's sitting there waiting for someone to answer the phone and just going, mm-hmm. I only take people who answer the, and, and they previews it and they go, okay, Matt, go take a, a bathroom break. We need you to get back on the phone. You're like, I can make a lot of money doing this, you mm-hmm. know? 
And then it just becomes um, the integration of voice and messaging and content, because when yeah. you see things, that also is the internet. So Matt's word should also help populate ChatGPT4 as much as your text on the internet, because yeah. every word becomes text, and now you're ingesting from two points, not just one. I think it's it's going to be crazy, and that and that voice and the cold calling example, because you could just run your pitch. You could do your you know permission based opener. You know, hey, I know you expect my call. Do you have a moment? And if they say yes, then it can yep. run straight into the minute. Then it can just if they say cool, then they can just cut across straight across the person. And obviously, eventually in the future, they might be able to you know actually. Yep. I'm having um Don Bosco from Be Human come on here as well. So what they do is that's an AI video tool. So it'll be insane as well because with that tool you can actually send personalized AI videos. Yeah. I can only imagine if you can send a personalized AI video reach out on LinkedIn created by your VA with another tool called Descript, which actually does your voice and you can actually combine them both together. So you can actually LinkedIn DM someone, you know, with, and you don't even have to theoretically do it with a video of you pitching their comment based off persona building that Reggie could use as well. So. That's There's amazing. so many stuff stuff that you could do, which is just insane, just using all the different tools off the back of each other as well. Well, and I, I would argue that cold calling will get infinitely better from a result standpoint, not because of just what you're doing on the back end or the high velocities, because now we don't need to train people, we train models. Yeah, hardest thing is training people. It's like when once you have a system in place, because people have variables, models don't like, and it is, you know, yeah. even, even me, like, I've, it's not struggling, but it, it, it's time consuming teaching people how to cold call. And it's a very, very scary thing as well. But, you know, even yeah. if they could, even if they didn't have to do the initial pitch and the person said, yeah, I'm interested, then it puts them in. It's that's game changing because they're talking to someone yeah. who's interested already. So you, yeah. if you could just have, you know, 300 dials pumping out through an order or a power dial of some sort, and then it can just cut across to the rep afterwards. Like, I'm sure some yep. people are building this right now for sure. So if you're if you're thinking about AI voice like that, does it change the way that we compensate people because it just got easier for them? Now can anybody be a sales rep, right? Because if I know, um, like one of the other uh, folks I was talking to today, they're baking in. They they released software a year and a half ago for negotiations. So Matt, yeah. if you were in purchasing or supply chain, or even now they're folding into VP of sales, it would say that you're going to implement and train your team on this. But then any negotiation over this threshold has to go through our tool because now it goes through and uses AI yeah. for machine learning to say, this is the point in the negotiation where you need to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. There's even, there's even a tool, a video AI video tool. Um, and if whoever it is, they can DM me what it is. I'd love to have the person on. It's, it's an AI video tool, which it actually watches people's body language on the actual video Israel? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, it cool. watches the body language on the call itself. So it yep. gives you prompts on how to speak to them and how to negotiate. So like yeah. all these tools, it's just a complete unfair advantage. What, what you really need at the start of it, you need a really good offer, you know, in the yeah. first place and a great product, like without a great product, you know, you, you, it's very hard to have the conviction to sell. But once mm -hmm. you have that, like, you know, all of these things, all these hacks, what you call them, it's just gonna give people a completely unfair advantage. Well, if we look at the power of this, and I agree with that, everything you've said, not most everything. And you and I have hashed this out a lot. If we look around the world, I mean, you live in Australia. I've never been to Australia. What is more beautiful than AI to me, and AI is cool to me, is Australia. Like the blue sky and the ocean and like nothing will ever trump how cool that is. And yeah. so like, I think to be clear is my point at least is, is not saying, oh my God, ChatGPT, like instead of that, it's going, holy shit, like it changes business fundamentally. I haven't even used the personal stuff because I mean, like you, like you is like, usually when I'm done working, it's like, well, it's rest, eat and go to bed. Yeah. I haven't even looked at what in my personal life, weight loss, mm. nutrition, you yeah. know, heart disease. I mean, guys, when they're 45, my age, you have to get a colonoscopy. 
Yeah. Like, not you know, that's that. the kind of stuff you look forward to in the last. I mean, I'm just being serious. Like, everybody's yeah, yeah. ready to do it. I think Australia, they might do them backwards, but you still have to do them. Right? <laughs> but the thing is, is how can we now? Um, I worked with a company in the agency. They brought a device to market that said we can detect whether or not the propensity that you will have a heart, heart attack within 3% of margin of error in the next five years. Wow. Wow. And now that, you know, insurance is like, well, we don't know how to bill this and da, da, da. The doctors are like, are you sure we don't want heart attacks? Because we make money off of those. And like all the corrupt stuff, right, is now yeah. happening while they're still saying out there somewhere is a cure for cancer. And we know it. I pray for it. I hope for it. Like somewhere in AI, I hope let's figure out mm-hmm. a cure for a disease that's been killing all these people. Like that would make the world a significantly better place. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with business. And now then... Mm-hmm. Then that will, anytime you go to the consumer, that's when people start to bring it into business. If you think about AI, this is the first time a, a trend made it to B2B before it made it to consumer. Yeah. And usually it's consumer first, like flip flop, because we have yeah. more business uses for it and we're willing to pay for it. And humans go, yeah. I don't know, I'm scared. Um, yeah. Where I'd love to put an AI monitor over at my grandma's house if I was young and had a grandma, I had to watch over and just say, take care of grandma. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm definitely. not around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. Look, we can, you can talk all day about positives and negatives. Like, there's a lot of positives as well, but there's also the looming, scaring threat as well, which is extremely scary. But let's talk, yes. talk about the sales. Um, I'll ask another question. So, for sales leaders out there and salespeople, what do you think the biggest misconceptions are around AI and sales tools? And you know, mm-hmm. what are those misconceptions that when you're speaking to people every day, like what are they getting wrong? And I'm sure there's some certain things which they have, you know, they have ideas behind this is what it is, but it actually isn't just because with anything new, you know people don't know anything about it yet. Yeah. Well, two things. Number one, there's no security threat to your core because it does not pull from anything in your network. It only pulls from the big network known as OpenAI. So yes, I think a big misconception is that, oh, now do we have to go get more security? Um, no, you don't. It doesn't ever make it inside your core network. Number two, I think, is the fact that with AI, there is a lot of people who have gone to the place they should, which is a great experience, OpenAI, right? But I think they yeah. see that and go, oh, that's AI. And I'm sitting there trying to like condition AI models in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm like, I'm obsessed with this because I know that like, if you want anything to do with having a big, big career and make great money and have fun, get an AI <clears throat> because um, there's never been a better time to say wherever you're from, the country or the mm-hmm. inner city or Australia or America, it's everywhere. It's in Russia, it's in Australia, it's in China. And now I'm getting scared as I'm saying this because I'm saying some Russia, China, yeah. US. I'm assuming that the government had access to this before maybe the rest of the public. Yeah. And so yeah. if you start to think about that, that's where everybody gets really scared. But I also think you can start a war or stop a war with AI. Yeah. What if counterterrorism happened with AI and humans didn't have to get involved? Like all the robots we send into war, I'd rather have robots fight our battles. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. It's definitely very interesting. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. cool. What are the mistakes people that are making? So they're trying to put AI into their sales process or they're trying to build it in somehow in, you know, whether it be prospecting, negotiation or whatever. What are some of the yeah. common mistakes that you're finding that people are making just so they don't have to, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully don't have to make them and they can jump straight to the good stuff? They don't know how to, to, to work the prompts, right? And you've talked mm-hmm. about this a lot in your post, Matt, and I love that, that you're educating people, Matt, about it's about the prompts, right? And, yeah. and how do we know yet? I mean, we're really still conditioning the model, but you're really yeah. saying, no, go back, go back. And then you've got to prompt it the right thing because one word in a prompt, if it's off, could screw the whole thing up. And I think that the misconception is that it needs to be perfect out of the box, right? Like, yeah. oh, I didn't like that email it wrote. Well, yeah, if it wrote a perfect email, I'd have no need for you. I found, yeah, be- that you've got to, 
Yeah. yeah, you have to, it requires that human articulation. So like, you know, and I found the more, the more you can articulate and the more detailed and niche you can be in whatever you're typing up, you know, yeah. what I've done, I posted about this recently and it got a lot of attention was, you know, after a meeting with a client, I got, had my notes that I just jot down. It was a long meeting and I just pasted the whole thing. So after that, after the meeting I had with a client, I essentially just pasted all my actual just rough meeting notes into chat GPT. But if you wrote, just summarize these notes with no context, it doesn't know what to do. It's like when you're instructing somebody how to do something, but I told it to write, you know, 150 word summary. The idea is to persuade the person that I'm best suited to work with them and a couple of other things. I can't remember exactly what it was. And the more you niche down and it gave me this perfect response. And then I shared it with them and they, and I said, look, how does this resonate? They're like, that's perfect. And then you can take it another step further is, you know, you can also ask it. I did another post recently, I think it was today. You could also ask it to write a 45 second voice note which you then use to script and actually send it straight over to them. And you can also ask it to write the email with them with the action points as well. And, you know, this can all be done by a VA. You don't even have to do it. <laughs> and then from there, people will build in systems where you can actually, you know, it can just automate the whole thing, which is just insane. Yeah, man, that's, and see, that's, that's really getting, you understand it so much more than most people who are using it at this point where, I mean, I had a horror story today. I was, I, you know, I should be careful the other day. <laughs> not even a horror story. It's just a way that this is being done. And this is a good illustration of they're doing something because the, their sales team asked for it. They said, we sat down for two hours and said, we talked to them about how they can start to personalize emails using research with chat GPT. And we're like, mm -hmm. I was just like, awesome. But like, what about the IDU ratio? What about the word, you know, word kind of like this is still needs to be a business email. It's not yeah. going to tell you how to write a sales email. Yeah. It's just going to give you some really good language and give a summary. And now reps yeah. are taking that kind of, they're like, perfect. And you're like, oh, Okay, so an email might get better, worse before it gets better, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's okay too, because every time there's some new invention, everybody will misuse it, overuse mm -hmm. it. And then the people who use it well from the gate might not have the same sort of rapid traction that the other person thinks they'll get. But sustainably over time, you are now so much further ahead of them because your innovation's been fast yeah. tracked. It, it, it's like, it's like um, I think Alex Hormozic talks about it. It's, it's truncated returns even in business, right? It's not like baseball where, you know, you, you can hit, if you hit a home run, you get three points. Like, you know, you can, you can attempt AI 20 times over in business or yeah. attempt this 20 times over and over, but then you get a 10, 20, you know, 30, thousand X return. Like, you know, and, and that's what I've found when we've been applying it with our business. And w yeah. what I've been doing with our head of operations, I've been working with him every day, trying to say, make sure every business process we do or use, you build in AI into it. You have to build in AI into the actual business process itself. And when we've been doing that, we found we can actually skip a lot of steps. And by building into our process itself, it essentially just, you know, speeds things up like, you know, yeah. a crazy amount. Um, so Matthew, something um, I've really enjoyed about getting to know you over the past month, if not a little bit longer, is as you're approaching your agency, mm -hmm. and we just had a preliminary talk, I, I was also looking for like what, what is the thing that he's going to use to distinguish his brand? And I love the offer play that you're doing. I love mm. it. Fell in love with it right away. Very nice. creative, very smart entrepreneurial mind. And that's why it will resonate with other business owners. But you also said, well, what am I going to do or not do with technology mm. that can help establish my brand? And so by, by hanging that AI on the back of it, you're really raising your hand to say, it's not saying that's all we do, but we certainly are going to be the experts on it, be a resource for it. 
And at mm. minimum, people are going to come to you over and over again and say, hey, Matt, hey, Matt, mm. like I heard you do this. And you might say, well, we actually use that. So don't invest in the technology. Mm. Use it through us first. And if you like the results, mm. then maybe look at bringing it in-house. And so that's a mm. safe way for them to get used to it while you're, quote unquote, taking the risk, but also getting the benefit of saying, I'm an AI SDR agency. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That well, we haven't... You can ask me. I, I didn't tell you yeah. how much AI, <laughs> but over time, probably more and more. And you'll be one of, probably, I know, for a fact, 20 agencies out of 500 worldwide, because the work I do, that will be using and deploying this tech. Yeah. And the only one that I know of in Australia. So you now can say, I've started the first AI-driven yeah. agency model in yeah. business. And, and, and Matt, we talked about two and a half years ago is when I first posted on LinkedIn. I had 4,000 followers. Yeah, wow. Posted like once every two months. And so where you're at right now and the curve I see you on is, and I think why I've gotten to like you so much, quite frankly, is you always see a little bit of yourself in somebody else, right? And I always say, I want to really spend time and getting to know people who want to be better than what I want myself to be, because that's the kind of people I want to be. I don't want like to be around people who, oh, this is terrible. Oh, the world, like, I'm sorry you feel that way, but this isn't doing anything good for me. Like if you need a shoulder, great. And you're a friend of mine, I'm there mm -hmm. all day. I'm there like forever. But where you've come into this is with this, this unbridled positive enthusiasm um, of how you're going to approach the market. And as long as you're still that way, 90 days after you launch and we'll all check in on you to make sure you're still doing well. And I know you will be because you're also doing it the right way, which is slow. You're not growing at light speed like I did. Um, you understand business and how your clients see the value in you versus how good you are at stuff. And by putting AI in there, it doesn't mean your clients have to use it. You may say to them, okay, I can tell you the benefit, but if for whatever mm. weird reason, you don't want us to use that, okay. Mm. Then let's AB test that at, at a minimum against, let's take an AB, A is AI, B is your copy, and let's be unbiased and let the data tell the story. And that's where that agency usage could change the future of their business. They come to you, they learn something they didn't know, they bring it back in house. And all of a sudden, five years later, they've made another $10 million in profits because of something they learned from an agency where yeah. I feel like what you're trying to do is um, make a bigger dent in the the world of sales, outbound sales, B2B yeah. sales to be specific. And that's when I go, I'm all ears, man. I'm listening because now that's interesting to me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for the words as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll be launching the, we haven't launched the company yet. I haven't announced it, but it will be yeah, the 27th um, of January to 20. Yeah, we can cut that out. Sorry. I forgot yeah. that you had announced it yet. No, right? no, 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 no. I, I want to, it's good that we dropped okay. it into it. So okay. we'll cut this bit out. Um, cool. But yeah. Thanks for the nice words. Yeah. I really wanted to, yeah, with, with it as well, you know, I really want to make an impact in the sales space because I've just watched I know you how do. hard people work and it's like, yeah. you don't need to work that hard. <laughs> and I've done yeah. a lot of mistakes and a lot of, know a lot of friends that have made a lot of mistakes and I want, you know, and AI yeah. is, in, you know, seeing a lot of businesses as well struggling, you know, and they can just implement certain things in certain systems as well. I just really enjoy, I'm, I've been really enjoy helping my clients, like even one client themselves, we ended up just getting them to raise their prices by 35% because we just did, we are, I worked with her and she's, I said, you know, has anyone ever objected to the price? And she's like, no. And I was like, why don't we just up the price by like 10 grand? And she's like, okay. And then I think she yeah. closed a few deals at the start of this year. And so already we haven't, we've just started like reaching out for her and booking meetings, but like it was just that offer creation itself, just because, you know, her first, uh, her first vacation this year is off of your yeah, good that's idea. It. That's, it. That's, it. that's awesome. Go through just so, you know, business leaders and salespeople and stuff, you know, hopefully they don't have to learn from the same mistakes that you did. Well, okay. So I, I, I started sales and I shared a desktop PC with somebody and, and we had to rotate because that's just, <laughs> so like a, a luxury was a keyboard and a place to like type emails. In. And that was the first e uh, real 
two years that email was there. And if I had to look back, the funny thing is this is like, we're not selling more than those people did, right? Yeah. And you'd think like, oh, we're killing it. Like, no, we're not. We're doing the same thing. We're just yeah. now using technology to not even accelerate. We're just keeping up with how fast society is moving. So I think yeah. for me, I would have definitely gone back to when I drove my car through a territory and I would just optimize and use AI to say, tell me within a margin of error of like 10 minutes, when is the decision maker be in the office and not be in a meeting? Because yeah, right. that would have meant to me that I could have optimized my car route and said, this is exactly where I'm going to drive today. And it's going to optimize my day. I know I'm going to make, because I had similar stats, right? If I knocked mm. on 50 doors mm. uh, on average, and this is a much higher stat, which makes me think that cold calls are less effective than door knocking. But my stat for an, a positive knock, meaning somebody talked to me for longer than five minutes was 56%. But it didn't mean that it wasn't back then. We had a lot of receptionists, right? And been replaced by AI, right? AI right now is in machine learning are replacing receptionists in, in, in the lobby. By the way, due to COVID, because that was the first time they said we need virtual check-ins and now yeah. they've at scale because you can have anybody in the world do that. So I digress. But I would have looked at that and said, it would have saved me a lot of pain from you know putting on three, 400 miles mm. a day, driving around a, a route that should have been 70 to 90 hours because we didn't have maps on cell phones. We had to print out MapQuest, you know? And so like, we didn't even have that direction, but I could have been so much more effective in that. But also looking at the pipeline stuff, I was always an eternal optimist, right? I was the always guy who closed a lot, but committed even more. And I would have used AI to look through and said, what is Steve's machine learning patterns with selling? What does he say he's going to do? And what is he actually going to do? But like really going to do not like this. Yeah. Well, there's some good things with Gong and different pipeline analysis tools, but like within a 1% error, this is exactly where Steve will land. Yeah. Let's, we're going to go out and play all these deals out and si simulate them. That's lost. That's lost. That's one. And just think how different pips would be now. You could almost go through and say, if I were to train Matt, would he be at an average level? And it would go, yes, he would. And I go, great, let's train him. I think so the summary I from that, yeah, I think we can get out of that. All that is like, you know, you'd be thinking about AI in every sales process and every process of what you're doing. I really like the example you use of like driving around and like pinpointing when are they going to be in? Because if people, because there are people driving around now and doing door knocking because it makes a lot Still, of sense. Like it's a hundred percent works. If you're ICP. Oh, there's 22 million in, of them alone in the world, door to door yeah. sales. Yeah. yeah. So if you could pinpoint using AI to actually find out the most likelihood or the, the highest chance of the decision maker being in the office at that time when catch them. And if you can build your route based on that, that's insane. You know? yeah. And just, I think getting, I think taking for what I've taken a lot from you in this conversation as well as, you know, building AI into your process or your sales process and just trying to think, okay, could I use it here? Or could I optimize it here? Cause I think it's going to be a lot of AB testing and like everyone is AB testing everything. And I think if you yeah. just go to chat GPT and just, paste your notes and say, write a summary. It's not going to give you the right output as well, but we really, yeah. really need to curate it. But that's why you can use tools like Reggie. So like the personalization builder. So you can just ingest, you know, your, your personas that you're going after and it will tell you how to speak to them. So it's skipping all those curation steps. And especially yeah. with a team, you know, let's say a team selling to a hundred personas because it's got a large TAM, you know, they can yeah. easily just, I'm sure marketing is going to have these personas built and they can just import them all in. And that's just going to yeah. save a whole ton of time there. Look, thanks yeah. so much for coming on, Steve. I've really, really enjoyed this. I've, I always enjoy yeah. chat. I've enjoyed this conversation a lot. Look forward to coming down to Australia soon and spending some time there, mate. This could be fun. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Look, just to, just to finish off, where can people find you and how can people yeah. reach out to you just to discuss yourself or discuss with you or Reggie or anything in general? Yeah. Yeah. So you can reach me on LinkedIn, Steve Schmidt, maybe will be the first one that pulls up. Uh, if you want to type in Reggie, R-E-G-I-E -E, after that, it will pull me up for sure. Mm -hmm. And if you go to TikTok, you're going to see a big burst because I'm about ready to release here in the next 10 days, the SOS sales operating system. Yeah. Uh, Matt, you previewed a little bit of it. I think right now, um, you know who is producing it. So I expect yeah. nothing short yeah. of 
yeah. a really nice digital course um, that will be out and make yeah. its way out to the world. So I think for me, it's, I can't wait to get that out because then it's kind of like a weight off my own shoulders. And mm. I didn't put an AI training module in there. We touched on three yeah. AI modules, um, mm. but we're actually um, about 30% of the next course through that will be purely AI based. Wow. So I'm really selectively calling that out and saying, if you're interested in learning more on how to not just learn, but do, this is the course for you. Yeah. And so I'll just continue to rewrite that thing and, and, and learn from people like you, yeah. right? Cause if you look at and read like Justin Michaels tech powered sales, and you haven't read that yet, have you, Matt? No, I haven't read that. Haven't Holy read shit, that. brother. Yeah. Like this is the best sales book ever read. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, wow. And um, I now I'm just talking to you, sorry. Yeah. But <laughs> like that, that is the sort of level that he was talking about in this book two years ago when Justin Michael released it. Yeah. And we're here. And it's called Tech Powered Sales. Tech Powered Sales. I'll definitely check it out. Look, thanks yeah. so much for having uh, for jumping on, Steve. Thanks for taking time. Peace out of your Australia, day. peace world. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed that first episode of the AI Sales Revolution podcast. I know I sure did. Upon releasing this, I've recorded another five episodes, which are going to be rolling out every single week at the same time. I would love feedback, so feel free to DM me directly on LinkedIn. If you want to subscribe and give the podcast five stars, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, we are actively looking for other guests who are experts in the sales and AI space. So anyone you think of, feel free to just DM me directly and we'd be happy to have them on. Thanks so much for listening. Look forward to seeing you next time.